We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. I'm going to look at... So I have a ton of Montel Jacksons, because when this fight was announced for a long time ago, I just swept the floor and bought a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And now they're so expensive on the secondary market that I'm trying to see like, all right, if I could sell stuff I bought for $3 and now it's like yep. 50 bucks, I think, I think I'm inclined to do that. I, I listed some, I'll see if any of them sold. It's a good way to do things. I, I saw we were buying a couple of the same guys yesterday. Oh, were we? Yeah, I was just like, oh, there we are, friends. What is happening everybody? Welcome to another Rainmakers Breakdown. Eric Lindquist and I are going to be going through this week's PGA tournament, and it's not a usual one. It's it's one that does not have a typical PGA format because it's groups. There's teams in here, so we're going to talk about, number one, how this tournament actually runs, but then also we're going to use some of the projections we have to try to isolate the golfers that we're going to be looking to target, build lineups around this week. So as you guys come in, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and don't forget that if you have not yet played any Rainmakers lineups, or if you haven't claimed your free starters pack from DraftKings yet, use the link below because you could get hooked up with the starters pack that's going to include a stud golfer of your choice as well as a handful of other golfers that you could use to build out lineups, and it's totally free to do it. So go click on the link below, claim your free starters pack, start playing some Rainmakers PGA DFS. Eric, how are you doing right now? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I've got some some drilling going on outside my office, so I've come into the living room here, uh, invading my wife's uh, personal workspace over here. Duke's Duke's not having a great day, uh, but he's been a fantastic stud, and uh, hopefully, hopefully by the end of the week, all of this can be done with, and uh, yeah, I can get back to normal hours doing normal things. Yeah. So uh, what exactly? So you've got the you said there was a leak. In the apartment, yeah. So the the like unit that. below us, unit below us, actually. So we're on the fourth floor. Uh, so we're on the top floor. There's a third floor below us, and for some reason, we've never had flooding here ever. We've been living here for five, six years at this point. Uh, but the unit below us apparently apparently gets flooded all the time, so they have to come in and do this stucco thing, and they have like a barricade on the side of the wall and whatever else. And yeah, just uh, just uh, the lovely enjoyments of apartment living, you know, good stuff. Bad times. And then, yeah, it, really, my main concern is my godson, Duke, over there and all the all the loud noises and whatnot. I know. I don't, I don't like to see my guy being upset there by the loud noises. But you know what I bet will make him feel better? What? PGA Rainmakers line. I think it will, too. Yeah, I, I'm sure it will. <laughs> but first, so this is not a normal setup for a tournament. 
So can you explain to the people who might not know how the Zurich Classic works, what, what is the actual format for this tournament? Yeah, so we're going to be playing two. Uh, it's 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 a fun deviation, I guess, on what you would normally run into for a, a two-man golf tournament. You basically have PGA professionals teeing it up with other PGA professionals, some that you know, some that you don't, including the guy who won last week playing with his brother. We've got best friends playing. We've got uh, the Kim and Kim pairing. We have so many great pairings for it, but you're playing uh, four days. You're playing best ball for two of those. It's going to be a wild, wild ride. Uh, you got to kind of hang on it. It's really all about what you do on those days where you're going to be uh, hitting each other's golf balls because uh, you don't do that very often on the PGA Tour. Actually, you never do it otherwise than like uh, a Ryder Cup or things of that nature. Yeah, this is a tournament where it is, it is teams. We're going to be going through some of the different partnerships that different golfers are playing with. There's one prohibitive favorite that we're going to be talking about in a second as well. But we should also note that for Rainmakers Contest, you can't play partners in the same line. That was the first thing I thought to do is I was like, I'm going to correlate the hell out of my lineups by pairing like the Shoffleys, Cantleys of the world together. Not allowed though. So I feel like it was a good mm-hmm. thought by me, except then it can't do it. So maybe not exactly, <laughs> but you can only play one of each pairing in your lineup. So Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, they are favorites to win this tournament, but you can't play them together. If you look at our projections, we do have them as being the golfers that are expected to score the highest. They've got the best top five probability by a pretty wide margin over everybody else. You can't pair them together, though. So I'm just wondering, is there anything else that you have on your mind as we go into this tournament with a different uh, different layout, different format? In terms of strategies, is there anything you'd be doing differently for this than you'd be doing for a normal tournament? Yes and no, to a certain extent. Uh, for me, I think what happens is these Friday and Sunday rounds traditionally are where you could actually shoot over par. Like in two-man events, you generally think, Uh, Thursday, Saturday, you're going to see guys who shoot 12, 13 under. Like that's something that is legitimately possible. And that could come from just about anybody. Uh, TPC, Louisiana, like you're looking at a golf course where there are definitely birdies that are available to you. But when you're only playing your only, or only playing one ball on those Friday and Saturday round or Friday and Sunday rounds, you're looking at some massive scores that could be shot. There's water uh, leaking on a couple of these on a couple of these holes where higher variants can really step into play. And because it's something that you're not normally doing and normally accustomed to doing on a weekly basis, having familiarity with your partner is pretty important. Just having that that rapport. And Cantley and Shoffley have had that in Ryder Cups in years past. They're probably in the best in form of any team combined by a landslide coming off of last week at Hilton Head. You're running into a golf tournament, a golf course that's a little bit similar to that, a little bit more target-based. It's a little bit wider in terms of fairways than what you were running into at Hilton Head. A little bit larger greens, kind of hard for it not to be, but uh, there's no doubt. Cantley, Shoffley, if you have one of their cards, you're playing them, you're moving on with your day. And it it almost, to me, seems like, should they even be allowed to play together, like relative to the rest of the field? Because, I mean, if if you're just looking at the overall field in the golfersville, I don't think it's crazy at all to say the two best golfers in the field are Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, and they happen to be playing together. Now, you know, we've also got Max Homo, we've got Colin Marikawa, and so there's other really high-end golfers, but there isn't a pairing quite as strong as Shoffley and Cantlay. As a result, if you look at the odds right now at DK Sportsbook, the current favorite to win, Shoffley and Cantlay combination, three to one, plus 300. I don't think I've ever seen a golf tournament pre- Pre the uh, you know Thursday first round 
where we see somebody at three to one. This is probably going to be the biggest favorite of the year. Like you could put John Rahm in, you know, some weird tournament that has really low, really low competition relative. And he's still not going to be a plus 300 to end up winning that event. So that's what we're looking at here. And with that in mind, I know you just said that if you have a Shoffley, you have a Cantlay, that is who you are playing. But do you think you kind of almost have to play them this week? Are you okay building lineups that don't include Shoffley or Cantlay? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to have to. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty expensive at the moment, as they should be. Now, Shoffley, I'm playing single entry. He's going to be the guy that I'm starting my core build with. I'm going to be doing a video later today. And Xander Shoffley, uh, you're just going to be clicking him, putting him in, because the other five or the other four players that you're going to be putting in your Rainmakers lineups, we can get different in that direction. And I think, you know, it, it it's hard to envision a scenario where this golf tournament doesn't have Cantley and Shoffley finishing in the top five, let, uh, top 10 even, uh, because of how good their form is, because of how good they have played together in Ryder Cups and things of that nature. I feel very confident in saying that if you have them and you're playing a, a single entry, you're clicking on them. Now, I will not be betting them, I can tell you that much. And the one team, and this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody who sees my golf content on a week-to-week -week basis, but Sam Burns is teamed up with Billy Horschel. And Billy Horschel got a victory when this was stroke play, just you know, individual stroke play on this golf course. Uh, he plays Bermuda grass better, as does Sam Burns by a landslide. I think they're the team that if I had to pick somebody to come out and upset uh, Shoffley, to upset Cantley, it's got to be that one. I feel like they're the team that is coming in a little bit underrepresented. And don't forget this. While the cards are identical in terms of what they provide this week, they're not going to be identical in terms of utility going forward. Now, Billy Horschel going to be cheaper on the secondary market. Sam Burns a little bit more expensive. So if you want to be just focused on this week, you can get a cheaper buy-in by going the Horschel direction. If you're planning on playing multiple weeks going forward, this is kind of a discount going to Sam Burns compared to what you might be running into in other golf tournaments. So I feel really good about his opportunity here and think that they're both really good targets on the marketplace. Is that something you're going to be doing is looking at if, especially for me, like I already have a handful of Shoffley and Canleys. I think I have mm -hmm. like four Canleys, three Shoffleys. So I am going to be playing some lineups that are just specifically for this tournament. I'm already holding the cards of the, the odds favor to win. So considering that, do you think I should be targeting say like, Akilah Keith Mitchell or something like that, just from the standpoint of he's paired with Sanjay M. They have, mm -hmm. what is the current odds? They have, what, like the third best odds yep. to win. So should I be buying, in your opinion, some Mitchells just to get cheaper uh, cheaper exposure to one of the high, one of the more likely groupings to win the tournament? Yeah, I did that last week, and I, I ended up ripping a pack uh, on the on the VOD as well, where I got some Keith Mitchell. I got a two, a number two serial number Keith Mitchell, that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, but currently going for eight ninety nine, that is fantastic kind of stuff. And then Siwoo Kim uh, playing with Tom Kim, I feel the same way about that. You're getting a discount at seven dollars and sixty cents. Now you've missed the last couple months of utility. I mean, this started up in March. You've basically missed one month. There's a lot of golf left to play this entire season. And I can't imagine a scenario where Tom Kim isn't going to at least be competitive to win a golf tournament, especially in a weaker field type event. We've had so many strong events of late that I think it's skewing some of what the marketplace is looking at. So Tom Kim going forward is going to still play in some of those weaker field events, probably going to be playing 
uh, you know, more than a handful, even though he has that win from last year and two wins, I suppose, uh, and two years of uh, uh, sponsors for PGA Tour where he doesn't have to think about his card status. I think he's still going to be playing in a lot of those tournaments in order to get uh, a couple more wins under his belt, to get an opportunity to win. So buying him at 760, knowing that he might play in more events than a Colin Morikawa or a Xander Shoffley going forward, hard not to really, really like their chances there. And also, neither of them are all that expensive. Uh, so yep. we've got Siwoo Kim. You mentioned Siwoo Kim. The floor on his core cards, $7.60. The floor on Tom Kim, $9.49. I know you mentioned Siwoo there as somebody like, mm-hmm. oh, would you rather, which Kim would you rather buy? Siwoo or Tom? When you consider that, hey, for the core card, you're only looking at a difference of less than $2. For the rare floor, we mm-hmm. got $34.99 for Siwoo Kim and then $45 for Tom Kim. So would you rather save a couple of bucks and go with Siwoo Kim or would you prefer here, considering the future utility, to go and spend the extra couple bucks to get the Tom Kim? Yeah, they're both very good players, but I think Tom Kim has more win equity going forward in some of those weaker events, as I kind of alluded to. And Siwoo has shown win equity on the PGA Tour himself. I mean, he's a player's champion. He has a lot of a uh, lot of uh, phenomenal finishes under his belt as well. But Tom Kim, I think, just knowing that uh, knowing that he's going to probably be playing at some of the weaker events, Siwoo probably will too. But I think I'd rather go the $2. That's, that's somebody where there isn't that big of a gap between the two. But when you start going down the board to some of your flyers on the board, if you're planning on playing this week, there are a lot of opportunities to just snag the cheaper of the two. And there's not really a huge disparity between them going forward. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to differentiate like a Nick Hardy and a Davis Riley going forward. They're both guys that I kind of anticipate. And yet Davis Riley seems like he's routinely going to be more expensive than a Nick Hardy based on name recognition, based on the fact that he had a couple of tournaments that he was competitive in last year, but that doesn't dictate what they're going to do going forward. So those are the kind of decisions where uh, it's pretty clear cut what I'm going to do. Yeah, both of them are fairly cheap. We've got Nick Hardy, $1.25 is the floor mm-hmm. for his core. Davis Riley, $2.49. So these are mm-hmm. not uh, not expensive golfers. If these but $1.25, are- I'm saying that like for me, I don't find them yeah. to be different. And so get the okay. cheaper guy because they're going to accumulate the same amount of points this week. Yeah, so I-, I think that is definitely something to look at as well. And by the way, we've got Zach right now in YouTube chat is saying you get a, a free booster with a $5 purchase. And uh, yeah, so if, by the way, if anybody is in YouTube chat, if you're watching, you have questions, comments, throw those in. And we could hit up any of your questions and uh, yeah, respond to anything. Because we've had some, we've had had some people come in and ask about you know, individual golfers, if they have cards over, they're considering getting cards of during the show. And good time to uh, ask, ask us any questions we have. And we could also look at the projections that we have over at stochastic.com. And you know, we talked about the, the betting favorites here, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Hanley. They're pretty clearly the best options at the top. Is there anybody, I always like asking this question, Eric, is there anybody that has really short odds near the top of the board that you don't like for this tournament? I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. So 50% of your team is comprised of somebody on the other side that might be of lesser skill than you. And I know Alex Fitzpatrick is had a decent amateur career that you know turning professional now here he's making his professional debut on the pga tour i think he played in an event or two uh as an amateur but i don't see how you want to be playing matt fitzpatrick this week it's i get that they're brothers i get that you know he's but right now alex is on the challenge tour and 
we're seeing a lot of steam in terms of what Matt Fitzpatrick's price is. This might actually be a good week to snag a Fitzpatrick if you're planning on using him in future weeks and just knowing that it's pretty dead this week. Because in my opinion, I don't see how when you're playing an alternate shot format with Alex Fitzpatrick that you're going to be competitive against Cantley and Shoffley. Like it would be very, very shocking to me. So uh, for people who don't know, uh, Alex Fitzpatrick never played on the PGA Tour uh, in any kind of prominence. He's younger brother of Matt Fitzpatrick. And considering he just won the tournament last week, you would think, hey, maybe it's a really good opportunity to go in and, and utilize them, play him in a captain spot. No, 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 no. Because you're hitting half of the golf shots, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is over the course of those Friday and Sunday rounds. I just don't see them being competitive. Yeah, and you know, any any good luck for Alex Fitzpatrick, they move up the leaderboard, he get himself some braces as well. And then they that would be awesome. Them. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to afford those. <laughs> so Matt Fitzpatrick, by the way, won last week, won in a playoff against Jordan Spieth. And uh, his core card's currently $13 for the, the core floor. And then it is actually at $63 for the rare course. So it's actually a bigger differential between the core and the rare card than we typically would see on the secondary market, which just signified to me, at least, that $13 floor, probably a little bit too cheap for Matt Fitzpatrick, at least for uh, this week. Now, mm -hmm. going through the rest of the odds that we have. A little right too now. cheap. So I, I would say a little okay. too cheap for future utility. Like, I think that that's the key differential. Like I think he's a cheaper target for planning to play him in future weeks, but for this week, I have no interest. So there's a bunch of golfers near the top that, so we've got, you know, Shoffley, Canley, they're on a tier of their own. Then you got the Morikawa-Homa combination. You got Sungjae M, Keith Mitchell. We've got the Kims that we just talked about. Siwoo Kim, Tom Kim, Sam Burns, Billy Horschel, talked about them. Those golfers are all priced 10 to 1 to 14 to 1. So really closely grouped mm -hmm. together. But I want to go through the pairings that are in like the 20 to 1 range with you, Eric. And tell me which mm -hmm. one stands out the most to you. So we've got... Justin Sue and Sahith Thigala. And I know in the past you've been a you've been a Thigala guy. Mm -hmm. Then we've also got Taylor Montgomery and Kurt Kitayama. We've got Hostler and Wyndham Clark. We've got Victor Perez and Thomas Detry. And then we've got Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, JJ Spawn, Hayden Buckley, Harris English, Tom Hoagie. So of that group of golfers, when like the 20 to 30 to 1 range, did any of those names stand out to you as far as a combination is concerned? No, it's it's so hard because there seems to be a wink a weak link on a number of these teams, and there aren't on teams like a Siwoo Kim, Tom Kim, uh, Keith Mitchell, a Sung J M, uh, you know, obviously or Cantley Shoffley. Like, there's so many teams that both sides of it are so so strong. For me, this might be as simple as simple as like best available card that you have. If you think that there's a certain lean, because Beagle is now just set the world on fire in terms of what his top 10 equity is as an individual. He has seven of them over the course of this calendar season. Just outrageous stuff that we're seeing out of him of late. Put himself in competition at Hilton Head again. But Justin Suh is just really struggling. And it's so hard to envision them being competitive unless they really outperform their Friday-Sunday projections for me. When you're playing your own ball, you could have a 64 from Thigala and you could you know, maybe find a couple of odd birdies from Justin Sub, But once you get to that alternate shot, it really is exposes a team that isn't strong through and through. So I think out of that next wave, out of the ones you, you brought up D-Tree, and I think this is where you could really start to take some flyers, like a D-Tree at $4 right now. I expect him to be somebody, oh, well, just as I clicked on it, somebody snagged the $4 one. So it's at 475 now. 
I think looking at guys in that range, Tom Hoagie with Harris English, I think just being uh, Tom Hoagie, the the number one iron player on tour this season, even though he completely let me down last week in a couple of lineups, I think him and Harris English make an interesting pairing as a team. Um, there's just a lot of these targets where it can be a best available thing where if you find a cheaper pairing and you need to be feeling, uh, you need to be filling out a lineup with one spot, pretty easy to look at anybody there, make a case for it because they all project pretty similar to me. Yeah, and you'd mess you would uh, mention Detri there, who yeah, his core four seventy five right now, and then the rare is right now at sixteen ninety seven. Those are the the floors for the Detri in terms of the core and the rares there. Now uh, we walk through some of those golfers in the twenty to one range. We talked about some of the favorites. Are there any super long shot pairings that you think are actually live to win this tournament? Or I, I shouldn't say live because the top of the board is just so far and away different from the lower end. So I'll, I'll phrase it actually a little bit differently. Okay. Is there anybody with really long odds that you think is live to finish like top five or top 10 and put up a viable DFS score? I find the Denny McCarthy, Joel Dahman pairing to be pretty interesting right now. Uh, Joel Dahman been playing a lot better golf of late and Denny McCarthy is just one of the best putters on the PGA tour. And when you get in some of these formats where it can alleviate a lot of pressure on one guy to be perfect ball striking wise. If you get yourself in trouble, you have somebody who can kind of bail you out. Danny McCarthy makes a lot of putts and is going to make a lot of birdies. I think in this format, maybe they can go out and put up ridiculous numbers on Thursday, Saturday, and just kind of hold it together there on Friday, Sunday, Joel Dahman. Also, I don't think of this as like a resort course. I mean, this is, this is, you know, down in the bayou, but it, it kind of has that feel to it. And that's where Joel Dahman's really excelled in the past is some of these coastal tracks, uh, you know, Bermuda or weird different types of grass. And I think there are a couple of comps where, you know, you're just, just water lurking in spots. Seems like a spot where maybe that's a team that's coming in a little bit underappreciated. So I, I kind of like them as just like a deep flyer to be taking shots on. And I just realized something. I, I feel like I could tell a golf story about my dad at least once in passing. I'm here for every, it. Every time. We, so <laughs> so last last Sunday, I was helping my parents move. It was my big weekend project because my parents are moving into my house. And so we had taken a bunch of stuff from my parents' house. We're moving it into my my basement. And we wanted to take a break. So we, we go upstairs, and my dad and I start watching the golf tournament. And my dad was just going through some of the golfers that he's been watching that he is high on. And – one of them actually that did come up is Joel Damon, but my dad calls him that Dahmer guy. He, he doesn't know what his actual name is. I didn't correct him. So I just let him call Joel Damon, the Dahmer guy. And to me, <laughs> I enjoy that. So you guys, and the other thing too, it's J to him, it's Jay Dahmer. And he doesn't realize that it's like, that it's, it's, it's Joel Damon. So he just, he, to him, like Joel Damon, Jeffrey Dahmer, like what's the difference? It's the same person to him, but yeah. for the purpose of this, totally. Damon, his core card, 275. McCarthy is 350. You said you like them as a long shot. Moving forward, I mean, the cost is very similar for the core floor of these two. Is there a golfer you prefer going forward between them? Uh, Denny McCarthy, probably. Uh, I, it's weird because I do think Joel, Joel Dom is like one of those guys who could just spike upside out of the middle of nowhere from time to time. We saw it at the U.S. Open last year, where I believe he finished top three there. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that my wife cheers for too. So I, I might be leaning towards him at 275 as kind of the, the golfer to maybe be clicking on, uh, just anybody who watches the Netflix series, probably familiar a little bit with him. 
um, because I don't know, White Claws, baby, White Claws. Uh, down in a couple of those, go qualify for the U.S. Open after a bad 18 and uh, go make yourself a, a couple million bucks at the U.S. Open. Good stuff. But by the way, that's also part of the reason my dad likes him is because I haven't watched the Netflix series yet. Oh, buddy, of, you have to. He, he was one of my dad's favorite golfers on the on the on the Netflix thing. So then he follows him on the PGA tour as well. It's the same. My dad was really into the F1, the uh, the F1 oh, series. Yeah. I forget what it's called. So, but like my my sister in law watches, my brother watches, my dad watches it. My dad will watch anything that goes up on Netflix now that I've downloaded the app for him. He knows how to click on it on his on his TV on the smart TV. So yeah, he he's into all Great. that, but. Yeah, we've, we've got Dahman right here for 275 Something that does stand out to me as I look at the floor prices between McCarthy and Dahman is the, the core cards are fairly similar, 275 to 350 The rares and the elites, though, have a pretty big gap in between them. You've got mm -hmm. McCarthy. His floor is $22. Dahman for him is only 14 bucks. The elite for him is 140 and then McCarthy, 215 does that mean that the core cards are probably a little bit of value in terms of McCarthy and then maybe the rare and the elites a little bit more valuable in favor of, of Dowman? Yeah, I think, well, you also have to think about it in relative to, and this is something we haven't talked a lot about on this show, but we've talked about ourselves in terms of UFC. How many available cards do you have of a specific player? Like how many are in circulation of, of McCarthy right now? How many are in circulation of Dowman and, uh, for me, one of the biggest forecasters that I'm going to have for PGA golfers going forward here, especially after we get done with the majors, is how many golf tournaments I can project them to play in. Like, it, it's such a difficult thing to be able to do, but you want to be looking at some of those fields ahead of time, start predicting where guys might be playing, where they've played in the past, and where they might not have. Being able to unload cards ahead of tournaments where you don't feel like they're going to appear, maybe being able to buy them back on the cheap a little bit later. So I think that there's certain... Uh, I would say that there's there's some definite mind games, some different different definite game theory that we need to be paying attention to going forward. But I think you're onto something there. Where I do think if you plan on be playing, I mean, Dominic should be uh, based on that top three finish at the U.S. Open. He should be in every major this year. So that's a guaranteed uh, guaranteed spot you have for the next three majors. Yeah, like I said, super cheap beyond just the cores, even like the rares, the elites for him. The floor price is not all that exorbitant, at least not at the moment. Somebody who you never, good chance you buy him now. And then, you know, the US Open or one of the other majors rolls around. You could buy him, you get utility out of him for the next month or two. And then you get the price goes up by the time that that's when it rolls around, also. So that is something to consider. Now, we've only got a couple of minutes left here, Eric. So I do want a couple of predictions for you. Winner, Ooh. are you going to go with, are you going to go with the Cantley Shoffley combination or would you take the field? I would take the field. Okay. Definitely take the field. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the sports book odds would definitely, I would definitely dictate the field is the way to go, but we'll see if maybe you had a hot take on that in any nope. kind of way. If you were that confident that Shoffley and Canley ended up winning as a combination. So then I'll ask you, if you could not take, I'm going to take them out of the mix. I'm going to say, okay. what do you think is most likely be besides them to end up winning? Hmm. I mean, uh, the odds would dictate Homa Morikawa, but I would actually, I'm going to stick to my guns here. Sam Burns, Billy Horschel, two Bermuda specialists, two guys that I think are going to have pretty good rapport. And Billy Horschel has a really good track record on this golf course. I'm not a big horse history guy, but when you walk onto a piece of turf where you have one of your best PGA breakthroughs of your career that kind of set up his run, you know, for the next decade or two, 
Uh, I feel really good about Billy Horschel teamed up with a young player like Sam Burns, who I'm as high on as what I am. And what? Sam Burns. Six wins on the PG Tour, and Ben Raza still thinks sucks at golf. Good talk. So I, me having faith in Eric, because you're way infinitely more of a PGA guy than I am. So based on some of your uh, speaking of how high you are on Sam Burns, I did buy a bunch of core Sam Burns a little bit before the Masters, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember exactly when I bought mm-hmm. them. But that aside, I bought them for around $12. I bought like four or five cores of him. He's made me some money over that over that period of time. And his price has gone up since then. So if I wanted to, yep. I could sell the Sam Burns that I bought based on your recommendation. I would make money on the cards I got. And then already I've made some money just by playing him in tournaments. So you get his cores right now at $13, Billy Horschel at $625. If you had to choose one of them to buy going forward, I think your answer is going to be Sam Burns. But what's yep. the better value to you, Billy Horschel at $625 or Sam Burns at $13? Ah. Uh. I still, just because I think Sam Burns can be that player who spikes winning upside any given week on any given tournament. Uh, You have Colonial coming up. He's going to be defending that. He has a number of golf tournaments coming up for the FedEx Cup playoffs, even where it's all Bermuda grass, his specialized surface. I'm still going to be siding with Sam Burns as the quote-unquote value because Billy Horschel, not that he can't spike upside himself. He won Memorial last year, has won, uh, you know, the uh, BMW overseas in England, which, you know, unfortunately won't have a Rainmakers tournament for it, but it just tells you the kind of upside he can have from time to time when he gets hot. I just think, uh, yeah, Sam Burns going forward for the next 10 years going to have the much better career. And uh, yeah, I would be, I'd be looking at getting best available, especially in a number that I think is too low at $13 for a player that I project to be a top 10 player going forward. And if you guys haven't done it yet, do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget, free starters pack available. All you have to do to claim it is click on the link below. It's going to take you to DraftKings and you're going to get to pick which stud golfer you want in that pack. You pick John Rahm, you pick, you could pick Scotty Sheffer. You get a number of choices that you get when you go and claim that starters pack. And it's totally free. No reason not to do it. And you could throw those cards into some tournaments, win some money off of a free pack. So take advantage of that. Like I said, if you guys didn't do it, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, enjoy the tournament this week. Good luck. And if you want to check out all the rest of the content on the YouTube channel, we've got all of our NBA coverage, NBA Live Before Lock, NBA Deeper Dive coming up later in the day. So see you guys later. know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory the washington post hails burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the western world the new york times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another where do we want to go from here experience all new connections so what's the next connection with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com